Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another episode of the Just Seen Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about entrepreneurship, um, specifically marketing. Um, this is, uh, I don't know, I kind of just, I have my, my spell of uh, speaking about uh, entrepreneurship, you know, in the past. And I think it's time to discuss, uh, I guess, another layer to it in, in regards to just, I don't know, anybody who's looking, who's on the entrepreneur side. Um, specifically, like I said, specifically today, I want to talk about marketing because, um, that was one of the things that, you know, one of my biggest struggles as an entrepreneur, because I didn't know what it was. Um, I knew how to sell shit, but I didn't know how to market and I didn't know that they were different. Um, like growing up in the area in which I grew up, you learn how to sell shit easy. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and then you start to realize who is the better salesperson based off of how well they can market. Now, marketing is different because um, I think when it comes to marketing, um, many people, especially uh, starting entrepreneurs, you know, it's about how well I can sell or if I can sell it, um, you know, if I can put it in a person's face and sell it to them, convince them and all of that shit. And it's, it's different. Like marketing is its own entity. It has nothing to do with selling. You don't, you can't sell anything until after you market. You know what I'm saying? And you have to know what to sell. You have to know who to sell it to and how to sell it to them. And that's what marketing is all about. Marketing has a whole, a whole package within it that you have to learn how to, um, to truly tap into, you know, and it's, and in the in the moves in which I do, I have to market everything. And one of the things that kind of um, really changed my perspective with it was when, um, <laughs> like early on in my entrepreneurship, like you you know you got you got to see that you know sometimes Instagram will fuck you up. You know sometimes social media will fuck you up because you have X amount of followers and you think. Okay, so y'all follow me, so y'all fuck with my shit, so all y'all should have my shit. Like, that was when I first, you know, got started. I was like, you know, I think at the time, I was, I think I had like a thousand followers or some shit. I was like, yeah, that's like every person on my shit will buy a book and this, that, and the third. So then I started looking at analytics and I started studying a whole bunch of other shit. And I was like, whoa, wait, it's not that simple. And then I, you know, went into... The, the I guess the, the archives to, to sit and actually learn how to market my shit. I knew how to sell shit. You feel me? I knew how to sell shit. I grew up on I grew up on whole Cassidy. Oh, I could sell raid to a bug. I'm a hustler. I could sell salt to a slug. You feel me? I knew how to sell shit, but I never learned how to market. And that was a very very important piece and a missing piece of a lot of the things that I that I do. You know, as far as like courses, books. Um, Hell, even a podcast, a lot of it is about marketing and you have to be able to deliver what you're looking for to marketing. Now, in addition to that, like I said, the next step after marketing is to sell. Now, you don't necessarily have to sell things for the money. You can sell experiences. You can sell all these things, but you need to be able to market whatever it is you're going to sell next. Selling does not come first. It never comes first. It always comes with the marketing aspect of it all. But before I get started, before I get started and get heavy into it, because it's going to be a, a decent amount of information up in here, um, 
Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore scene underscore. And be sure to check out my website, IamJustScene.com to get all things Just Scene. So frail books, um, Just Scene's merch, uh, Mastering the Market course, and signing up for webinars, the Hitting It Raw book and the Hitting It Raw course, uh, booking the session with uh, Chatting with Scene, um, and... Oh, of course, Justine Podcast. Um, it's all there at IamJustine.com. To all who donate and sponsor the podcast and uh, leave, provide tips and everything, I appreciate you wholeheartedly. I appreciate everything that you do. Um, if you would like to tip, donate, or sponsor, you can do so by clicking the description. Cash App and PayPal are perfectly fine. Um, that's about it as far as, quote-unquote, the housekeeping rules. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. And when we come back, we're going to jump. We're going to jump. Ah. When we come back, we're going to jump into Entrepreneurs 4 Marketing. Or Entrepreneurs 4, How to Market Yourself. Or Entrepreneurs 4. It's going to be something about marketing. Fuck it. Entrepreneurs 4 Marketing. All right. Oh yeah, and don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the market for series trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustScene.com. You ever want to just chat with Scene about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustScene.com. <laughs> anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustScene.com. So just take a quick peek into my world and see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. You will never see it unless you visit IamJustScene.com. All right, all right, welcome back, welcome back, right past the May said when he came back after being gone for a long time, praising the Lord and then coming back doing gangster shit. Anyways, uh, I don't know where that came from, but yeah, so when it comes to marketing, right, marketing is the first point that you have to be able to successfully maneuver in order to sell anything. See, when we look at entrepreneurship, right, entrepreneurship is the stigma is like, okay, you know, we're looking at it like, okay, an entrepreneur is a business owner. That's not the case. An entrepreneur is not a business owner. Let's start, let's start there. An entrepreneur is a problem solver. If business, if a physical business or if any kind of business is the problem that you're solving, is the solution to the problem that you're trying to solve, then that is an extension of being an entrepreneur. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a business. You feel what I'm saying? Like, because when we think business, we think, Oh, uh, T-shirts, clothing, um, simple shit. Like, you know what I mean? Or it's big shit. You know, restaurants and all of that shit. Real estate. But uh, the entrepreneurship, you you have to change kind of your focus on it and not look at it as owning a business as much as it is. As much as it is. I don't know why I'm so tongue-tied this morning. As much as it is solving problems. Okay? An entrepreneur is one who solves the problems. You know, the the more successful you are as an entrepreneur means the more successful you are solving problems. All right. So now that's one of the first steps, you know, understanding, okay, as an entrepreneur, I have to solve problems. Right. A lot of times what happens is even in understanding that we're solving a problem, we jump straight to selling the solution. 
we skip the marketing part. Okay. We skip the marketing part. The marketing part is the part that is the most crucial. It, it is literally the bridge between the entrepreneur's problem, the entrepreneur solving the problem and getting the solution into the right hands. You know, again, this is one of my biggest problems um, when I first started, because, you know, sometimes you'll put out a quality, a, a product so potent or product so quality, you literally think everybody's going to want it. No, 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 no. Over time, every, over time, you have to make everybody want it. But you have to go to who wants it first and use that as a means to, I guess, leverage and, and, and you know, spread the word about your product, about what it is that you do. You feel what I'm saying? So when it comes to entrepreneurship, you know that entrepreneurship is simply solving problems. And it's using and it's, it's solving problems. And your business is the solution to the problem you're trying to solve. Okay. Then you need marketing to know who needs that problem solved. Okay. So marketing as a collective is about changing beliefs. It's about changing a person's beliefs with the intent to sell them something. So you have to have the intention to sell, but you have to previously, before you can sell anything, you have to change a person's belief. You have to change a person's thought. Now, this is not about manipulation. Okay. What I mean by changing, oh, I'm not going so then I'm not going to say changing beliefs exactly. Okay. I'm going to say this then. Marketing is to be able to overcome the objection as to why they don't need this, as, as to why they're keeping themselves from solving this problem. You feel what I'm saying? Because people won't buy something solely because they don't know that they need it or they don't know why they need it or they don't know its importance. You feel what I'm saying? So again, it's not even about convincing. You know, it's about showing that here's your preconceived notion about this. There's always like, anytime somebody's interested in something, <clears throat> there's a hurdle that they have to go over. Marketing helps you get over that hurdle. You feel what I'm saying? For example, my trading course. I, I when, when, when I am talking to people about it, it's like the hurdle that they have to get over is, is this a scam? You feel what I'm saying? Or is it, is it, you know, because they get so used to and wrapped up in a lot of those, um, those things, those entities where they say, well, if you pay me this amount of money for months and then, you know, you have to go over this and you have to do that. And then we're going to give you signals, indicators. We're going to do all of that shit. That's people are skeptical about that because they're like, why do I have to pay you monthly to make money? Like, I, th I thought you were just going to teach me the skill and they don't teach you the skill. They give you enough information to keep you bound. You feel what I'm saying? So when I'm looking at my course and I'm telling people about the course, one of the biggest things that I always mention is that this is not about, this is not about signals. This is not an MLM style, um, style business in which you have to pay a monthly fee. And this is not about, um, knowing certain patterns. So if you don't see the pattern, you can't trade. No, I teach you how to read the market. So that's one of the things that I overcome, right? So in marketing, you have to, when you're marketing your shit, marketing yourself, anything, you have to change the belief of with the intent to sell. Okay. So you have to overcome any objections. You have to show people why what you're selling is the solution to their problem. It's that simple. You know, you can't sell them shit if you don't even know their problem yet. You dig what I'm saying? And a part of that is you have, they have to be aware of their problem. 
You know, that's another part of the disconnect. That was another part that I struggled with at first. Like some people don't even know that they need a problem, you know, and I found this out with through so frail. You know, I was so I was so proud of myself for writing so frail. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, man, my brother's gonna rock with this. It's gonna change the game. It's gonna make us, you know, we're gonna be better men, better fathers, better brothers, better sons. We're gonna it's gonna elevate the game, man. We're gonna really transform. We're gonna really change. So I said, give it to all my brothers. So I'm like, yeah, yo. As I'm talking to the men, I'm like, you know, hey, yo, I got this book called So Frail of Reality, the Black Male Masculinity. I think first thing they say, my masculinity straight. What? But it's not about, oh, shit, damn, I didn't even think about that. I was like, damn. I didn't overcome the fact that they don't even see the problem yet. They have to be able to internalize the problem. I was like, oh, damn. So how can I see, how can I show them that this is, you know, this is not a problem. This is a collective problem. You know, I had to be able to show that. So it's like I had to go back to the drawing board to say, okay, how do I tackle this obstacle? Because you cannot sell anything to anybody. Because like I said, everything in regards to marketing is about solving the problem. It's, it's showing them the problem, how you can solve their problem. You feel what I'm saying? The entrepreneurship is fine. You got that on smash. You got that on lock, right? Setting your price and everything. And that's what fucks up your prices too. I'll talk about that a little bit later. The inability to market is going to fuck up your prices. You're not going to be able to sell shit the way you want to sell shit if you are not marketing correctly. This is experience, trust me. You end up dropping your price so much that you're just like, oh, just here, I'm just gonna give it. Like, you start to feel that way. And I'm gonna show you how to tweak that. Just one small thing that can tweak that so that way you never have to drop your prices again. You feel what I'm saying? But like I said, that's a little bit later. So when you're marketing this, when you're marketing whatever it is that you're marketing, you have to look at it from this perspective. One, as I said, what's my problem? What's the problem that I'm looking to solve? Two, who has this problem? And three, do they know that this is a problem? Marketing is going to solve those three points. Marketing is going to be the bridge that erases all three of those points in order to get you to sell something to somebody. All right. So keep that in mind whenever it is like, don't get frustrated. Don't get, don't get down and say, okay, it's not moving. This is that. Figure out how to market, how to take whatever solution that you have and overcome whatever objection or change the beliefs of a person with the intent to sell. But you have to be able to get them to see that, okay, here's your problem. You know, and the best way to get them to see that this is their problem is to get them to do it on their own. I'm telling you, it's different. It's different when you can, when they realize it. Don't come out and say, yo, this is the problem. That was another thing that I had to learn with So Frail too, as well. It was like, yo, our masculinity is fucked up. Here's what it is. Read this book now. I can't force it. You feel what I'm saying? I can't force it because the 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 book itself is very touchy just in the title. You feel what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I'm giving a man a book that says so frail a reality to black male masculinity, right? Even though the content in there, I use it as bait. I'm not, I use the title as bait because I knew, you know, controversy and sex sales, you know. So I had to figure that out. Now, in knowing that controversy and sex sales, I still missed the problem part of the marketing. You feel what I'm saying? That gap was always missed. So once I learned that, I was like, okay, how can I change this? How can I get this to be a bigger thing? Who, who, who deals with the problem the most? And that's when it came to women. You know, it was like my book has reached more men's hands because I was able to market to women first. Because when the women read it, 
I like I catered it to women who are still in the fight for men, who are still trying to, you know, make sure men are on their shit. You feel what I'm saying? So the marketing aspect was, okay, if I get it to them, this is the problem. I have a solution for them, right? I'm going to give them the solution. Now they're going to do what I need them to do with the solution. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why it came out the way that it came out and started to move. So by the time So Frail 2 came out, the momentum had been built off both sides, men and women, because the content had reached the right people, which now leads me to my avatar. Because in marketing, when you are marketing, you need to know who your avatar is. You feel me? You need to know who your potential buyer is. You need to know who the who has the problem that you're looking for. Everybody doesn't have that problem and everybody doesn't acknowledge that problem. So as I said, when you understand those three points of entrepreneurship being to solve the problem, you know, you have a solution to a problem, you're 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 revealing the problem to a person and they know that the problem is there too. Those three points help you develop your avatar. Your avatar is basically your ideal customer, your ideal client. You feel what I'm saying? My biggest struggle with the avatar in the beginning was that I try to make everybody the same avatar. And here's what I mean by that. I was doing multiple things and I thought, you know, because it's me and, you know, you fuck with me then you should fuck with all of my shit. No, some people don't read, you know, some people don't read and that's cool. So I'm not going to fuck with trying to get them my books. That's the problem. Like, I, there's no reason for me to even try to sell you a book if I know you don't read. You feel what I'm saying? That that defeats the purpose of, of it. You know what I'm saying? Then there's people who, you know, who are in my space for, there's people who, who, have, who engage with me solely because of the content that I write. So the content that I write, as far as like, let's say social media captions, I, chances are that their readers are high. You feel me? If you follow me on social media, then you understand like my captions are long. Anybody who gets through the end of my captions, I can almost predict you'll buy a book from me. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? You will buy a book from me. So, but my thing was with my avatar, you know, the social media shit kind of goes to your head when you start getting likes and shit and you don't pay attention to the analytics of what's being lit, uh, liked and what's being um, engaged with. You know, it kind of, it kind of, it can kind of throw you off because I was under the impression that, okay. Because y'all fuck with me as a whole. Y'all will fuck with each individual thing that I do. You have those cases. I got a homegirl who has every book that I've written. Motherfucking just, she's in my trading webinar system. Like she's in everything just because it's me. That's a rare case, you know? And we try to make that the only case a lot of times when we're marketing and when we're building our avatars because we're like, if you fuck with me, you should fuck with all that I do. No, because all that you do may not be a problem in their life. All they, all that you do may not solve a problem in their life. Like when I wrote, um, hitting it raw, um, with living a raw plant-based lifestyle for life, I was like, yo, cause y'all fuck with me. Y'all should just get the book. No, people didn't want to transition into plant-based. So why would they get the book? Why would they get the book? There's, that makes no sense. That defeats the purpose. You feel what I'm saying? So you have to consider who your avatar is, who your audience is, who your person is, your ideal person. When you figure out who your ideal person is, well, the best way to figure out who your ideal person is, is ask, the, ask yourself what things this solved within you. You know, sometimes after we create the product, after we create whatever it is, we forget what got us there. 
you know, when I get ready to, when I'm, when I'm, you know, putting my, my, my uh, trading course out, I have to remember what got me into trading. You know, you find about when you're looking at your avatar, you find about three or four things that relate to you and them. In addition to understanding what the problem is, find three or four things that relate to you and them. The reason why you want to connect to that is because it's easier to talk about some shit that I've experienced than it is to just throw numbers out. You know, it's one thing to tell you, yeah, when you trade, you can, you know, stop losses, this, that, a third. Like, no, what, like, you can talk about advanced things as much as you want to sound smart, but people don't fuck with the advanced shit. They fuck with simple shit. I always remember that. When it comes to marketing, you're building your avatar, your ideal customer, keep it simple. Kiss it. Keep it super simple. K-I-S-S. Keep it super simple. But anyway, when you're building the avatar, you need to find that point within you and them that is the same because it's easier to connect with that. You feel what I'm saying? The example with, with So Frail was I was able to get So Frail into the hands of men by connecting to them in the aspect that was, you know, easy for me to actually start writing So Frail. That was needed for me to go through the healing process to write So Frail. You know, most of the time it's um, most of the most of the connections that I had was with the, uh, being raised without a father. You feel what I'm saying? Being raised without a father, uh, being cheated on by a woman. Um, what was it? it was being raised without a father, being cheated on by a woman. And it was another one. It was a long time ago. But in those when in connecting with those, it's like, yo, bro, what made you write this book? You know what I mean? I was like, man, look, bro, I got cheated on. I needed to heal. Like, what you mean? I said, there's a series of things that I had to go through to get the healing out. I had to stop denying my emotions. Bam, denying the emotions. They're like, oh, shit, I do be doing that. You start to show them that you share the same problem. You feel what I'm saying? And then when you start to see the commonalities of the things and the people, you start to develop your avatar. You feel what I'm saying? But your avatar has to, at the same time, in those in understanding the things that they share with you and what got you to that next point, you have to understand as well them. What are some of their motives? What are some of the things that they do? But the grand scheme of it all is that when you find people who are look who have the problem that you've solved, right? When you find the people that you that have the problem that you solved and they know that they have it. That's how, you know, like I said, you qualify the person in essence because you know that they have the problem by how you're talking to them about it. You feel what I'm saying? How you're talking to them about it. I know a lot of people who, when it comes to, let's say, for the sake of conversation, it's easier to do religion, right? Religion is the easiest thing to market. It is the easiest thing to market because the avatar is so easy. The avatar is broken people who are at, the, who are at their wits end. All you have to do to get a religion bought into somebody is to meet them at their wits end, show them that you've been at your wits end and this is what brought you out of it. This is not to say that, you know, if your religion is your religion, it is what it is, but I can assure you that your religion, nine times out of 10, you received your religion because of a heavy circumstance in your life and you talk to the wrong person or the right person. I'm not going to say wrong because I don't, you know, you talk to either the right or the wrong person and they were able to meet you and show you that this can solve your problem. And 
that other, that one time out of 10 is because it's just how you were brought up. But nine times out of 10, that religion has a dope marketing scheme because not only are they, so what they do is they solve the problem that, you know, okay, they create the first, they create the greatest problem for you and they solve the problem at the same time. That's a true hustler. That's marketing right there. You know, that's a hundred percent marketing. Not only do I create the problem, now I give you the solution too. It's like a glass salesman who, you know, who comes to your house and throws a brick through your window and just so happens to pull up in the driveway and have new glass. That's a guaranteed sale. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, damn. I just threw this brick through your window. Yo, you just so happen to need some, some a window fixed. You feel what I'm saying? It's like that. Now, this is not to say go create a problem and they have a solution for it. You know, that's how you get viruses and shit and, you know, things like that. Epidemics. Anyway, <laughs> when you find that that avatar, right? I'm, I'm going to get off of that because this is going to start deviating. But when you find that avatar, you have to understand what their problem is and that you have the solution for. I use religion as an example because that is the easy way to fill it, but it creates an insatiable appetite because no matter how, because all you do is chase your solution. You actually never get it. You never truly get it because the way life plays out, you're always going to have problems and you're always going to need solutions, right? But if I have this one thing, it takes, it absolves me of accountability. It absolves me of responsibility. I can place blame for one aspect when it's bad or things like that. That keeps me in, there's always a solution to my inability to be accountable. That's the underlying theme of how religion is marketed so well. You know what I mean? Nothing that happens to me is my fault. Nothing that happens to me is on me. I have no power to create anything that is happening to me. And here's the solution. So now, now I can put the icing on the cake. You have to pay 10% tithes. That is the, that is the dope. So now, Pay 10% tides, you gotta give with a cheerful heart and all of these different things. So now when we look at the the pastors and the preachers and everything, they're selling the experience. They marketed very well. They've already solved the problem. They and then they made you feel like you have the problem. You feel what I'm saying? You were born a sinner. <laughs> that that it doesn't get any easier than that. To believe, to know that you were born a sinner, that's the hustle right there. You feel me? But they created the avatar. And they know their avatar very well. So that leads to, you have to, that leads me into the next point of understanding your avatar. When you understand your avatar, you understand what their problem is. You understand how to, um, you understand what their problem is. You understand what solution they're looking for and you provide that solution. Then you have to speak their language. You have to speak their language. This goes back into what I was saying about, um, you know, it sounds good to talk a whole lot of, you know, rhetoric and shit, you know, like if it comes to, let's say my trading course and I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about technical analysis. I'm talking about Fibonacci's. I'm talking about, um, divergence. I'm talking about, uh, MACD's and, you know, uh, market averages, you know, different things like that, that throws motherfuckers off. That's going to throw you off because it's like you're not even in the realm that I'm in yet to be using the language that I'm using. So you have to be able to speak your avatar's language. You have to be able to talk how they're talking. You feel what I'm saying? This is why when, when, okay, I use this example since we're on it right now. 
This is why the sofa, the Justine podcast is called Profane Profundity, because I can be as profound as I need to be, but that's not what you hear. You feel what I'm saying? That's not what's going to, that's not what's going to make you listen. You know, if you've consistently listened to every single episode, you're not like you're catching the profundity, but it's the profanity that you fuck with. You feel what I'm saying? It's the profanity that you fuck with. It's my ability to connect with you. It's my ability to show you that or to to be in the space where you see that I understand you as my avatar. Now, understand a lot of y'all are kind of know, like, you know, I know, no, or some shit. And then like some of y'all, are, you know, we we know well enough of each other. So I don't want you to feel like I'm calling you an avatar, but the avatar itself, how I was able to comfortably say, okay, when I release this podcast, will people listen to it? You know, I've already created that system. I've already created that through my social media platforms because I've shown you that, you know, I've put out the content that I need that made you gravitate towards it. And when you gravitated towards it, you seen that I am able to connect to you as you. So I understood you, you know, as more so of my, my avatar. Now, granted, I don't want this to seem like a contradiction because there's moving pieces to the shit. I didn't, I wasn't able to put it on and understand this as marketing until I, you know, it was able to be in hindsight, but I understood that when I was able to express myself as myself without having to change much was because I had already created this because I tapped into my avatar a long time ago. You feel what I'm saying? So that just helped me expand a lot of what I'm doing. So by creating the, the person that I am, but which was very, very simple because I didn't have to create it. I had to be myself. And that's where it got so easy because a lot of times we don't realize that we can speak the same language as somebody and be in that space of, of what an entrepreneur is. Because a lot of times we get wrapped up in this word professionalism and we think that to be a professional means that, you know, I have to talk a certain way. I have to dress a certain way. Now, granted, there's a, there's a certain thing called, called, um, called um, dressing the part. I'm all for that, you know, I'm all for that. However, I define a professional not as someone who speaks or carries themselves a certain way, but a person who knows what the fuck they're talking about. You feel me? LeBron James is a professional basketball player because he understands basketball. Not because he dresses a certain way, not because he does, because it's like, it's it's different. You have to understand that your professionalism is more short, more so tied to your skill set and the quality of your skill set than it is your behavior. You feel what I'm saying? That's where a lot of motherfuckers get fucked up because we and we we fuck with people who 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 market to us, you know, and the language that they speak is based off of quote unquote professionalism as behavior, not professionalism as a skill set. You feel what I'm saying? I had to change that around because I wanted my skill set to be so potent that it didn't matter how I presented it to you. Now, granted, I'm not like trying to be on no other shit, but I realized that if I can't sell you, if I can't get it to you as myself, I'm going to have difficulty because it's like, you know, I used to sell cars back in the day, you know, and when I used to sell cars, it was like, you know, be professional. So, so what is that? Like, but they taught us that professionalism was knowledgeable about a car. I had to know these cars left and right because my um my mentor at the time, you know, I called him Uncle Earl. You feel what I'm saying? Like he was, you know, we went to the same college and everything. Like he was, you know, he really taught me a lot. But he was like, 
He said, imagine, and he used this metaphor, I guess, because he knew where I was from, but it made sense. He was like, imagine, you know, you in a shootout, right? They got a, he said, they got a six shot revolver. He said, you got, he said, you in a shootout. There's two guns, six shot revolver and a submachine gun. Which one you want to have? I said, the submachine gun. He said, exactly. He said, because when, and this is directly created to your avatar. When you consider your avatar, they're going to have a revolver because they're going to have limited information as to what you're supposed to be professional about. You feel me? See, this is why a lot of professionals get, 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 get fucked up in the game because they know how to have professional behavior, but they don't know how to have professional skill sets. All right, all right, look, look, look. The markets are not a difficult place to understand, all right? You just have to know what you're looking at. And there's five things that you need to see before you can make any market entry. First, you need a pocket, so you can know which direction the market is going. Second, you need a pullback, so you can get the better price. Third, you need a battlefield, so you can see when that market movement is slowing down. Fourth, you need the upper hand, so you can see when the market reactivates. And last, you need a final push, so you can see the exact moment when it's time to go with the direction you are already moving in, okay? Of course, of course, there's so much more that has to go into that, and it's not as cut and dry as that. But those are things that I teach in my Mastering the Market course. So if you would like to learn more, please visit IamJustSing.com and check out the Mastering the Market course today. Although it is directed and specialized for Forex, all of the skills, I crafted them to be transferable to any market that you're looking at. So again, visit IamJustSing.com and check out the Mastering the Market course today if you are truly looking to master the market. Oh yeah, and don't forget, while I still got you, you can use promo code QUARANTINE to save over 90% off of the enrollment of the full price of the course. That is QUARANTINE, C-O-R-N-T-E-E-N. You feel what I'm saying? Your avatar is looking for a professional skill set more than they are looking for the professional behavior. Okay? So, he was like, okay... If they have a six-shot revolver, you got a submachine gun, who wins? I said, ideally, if you don't get shot in the head, I win. Like He's like, let's not put that extra shit to it. He was like, but just think about it. He said, you guys shoot one-to-one. He said, after six shots, they're done. He said, that's what it is to be a professional. That's what it is to truly be a professional in your craft. Because when they're done asking questions, when they're done with their, you're able to show them in every way, shape, or form, you know, but. Here's where it gets important because you have to do it speaking their language. Something that I've learned along my journey as an entrepreneur, a confused mind always says no. If you leave a motherfucker confused, they're going to say no. You provide clarity, boom. They're liable to say yeah. It increases the odds of them saying yeah. But a confused mind is always going to tell you no because they don't know. And a lot of times we be thinking the person didn't get it or it just may not be. No, no. That very thing could have been meant for them. You weren't speaking their language. You weren't speaking your avatar's language. You feel what I'm saying? If I'm able to, and that's how the healthcare system kind of works, but it works off the diverse to it. They get you to buy shit by ensuring that you don't understand it, but you trust the person in the white coat. This is a whole psychological experiment that they ran uh, back in the day. It's called the white coat experiment. Look this shit up where these people were, were literally electrocuting a man because a dude in a white coat told him to. Now the guy wasn't electrocuted, but he was screaming. I was like, look, press this button. And the, the people seen the doctor, they pressed the button. And so they pressed it. And the guy started screaming in the back. Like he's screaming loud. He's like, ah, stop, you're electrocuting me. And they let go of the button. It was like, they started to put to him, every time I press this button, it shocks him. So the guy was like, keep pressing it. We're trying to get 
And the people just kept pressing the fucking button. Forget the fact that they're hearing this man suffer. Forget the, the fact that they have made the connection that me pressing this button is electrocuting him. Somebody in a white coat is telling me to do it. You feel what I'm saying? So, like I said, with the healthcare system, it's off the other side of that. Their hustle is different. They don't, they, they prey on the fact. They, they hope that you don't understand this shit. You feel me? They hope that you understand this shit. That's why most of the medical sciences and shit is shifted. The language is different. It's purposely designed this way. Because I'm going to give you shit that you don't understand. And now I have created this prestige of, oh, I'm a doctor. Just listen to me. Okay. You, you Okay. Right? So not only do I not know the language, I now know that you're, I assume you have my best interest in hand because of your prestige and your title. That's when the professionalism is a matter of behavior, not proficiency, not skill. Because now this doctor comes into you and they speak so I always ask people, I always tell people this. Well, next time you go to the hospital, next time you go to the hospital and your doctor is getting ready to prescribe you a medicine, ask them what their pharmacology grade was in med school. Ask them what they got in pharmacology. You feel what I'm saying? Because pharmacology, if you do not understand, like, and the thing about med schools and all of that shit, like, you don't necessarily have to pass proficiently because the grading scale is different. You feel me? The grading scale is different. The one I went to, I think an A was from like 100% to 85. B was uh, 84 to 70 or some shit like that. So the grading scale is different. You feel what I'm saying? You can get a C, still pass the module. Because you got to see, because it's a different curve and you know nothing about pharmacology, yet you're writing prescriptions. And we're assuming just because they're a doctor, we think all doctors graduated at the top of the class by default. No, 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 no. And that's the mindfuck of the opposite side of that. So that is professionalism from the behavioral standpoint, not proficiency. You feel what I'm saying? And it's baked off of the ignorance of the people. The people don't know what it is. So when they speak the language to their audience, the audience is listening off of the premise, off of the premise that if I don't know what I'm talking about, that he knows or he or she knows what they're talking about because it's above my comprehension. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. One of my one of my master teachers and elders said, if you cannot explain it to a six year old, you do not know what you're talking about. You dig what I'm saying? And that's where it comes to speaking the language. Right. That's where it comes to speaking the language. And. You have to be in a position where you're so proficient that you can speak your language to anybody who wants to listen to it. Not only those who are able to hear it. You feel what I'm saying? Because as I said, a confused mind says no except in the healthcare system. Motherfuckers really be confused as hell. Like, you got to think about it. This is a whole mindfuck. When a doctor can come to tell you this, doctor can literally say these words. This operation has never been done before. We have never tried it. We have no results. We have no proof that it works but it's worth a shot. We can take a chance on you to do this. Will you do it? Yes. Yes. There's no results for this, for the outcome of this. There's nothing about the success. Now we, we, we speculate that it's, and because a doctor's in a white coat telling you that you believe it because you're looking at professionalism from a state of behavior and not proficiency. There's no professionalism in running an experiment on a human being. That violate, as a doctor, that violates the Hippocratic Oath because it's about do no harm first. In order to do no harm, you have to ensure that harm can't be done. If you've never experienced this before, you have never done this before. This is the first time you and your colleagues are doing this. And you don't know what's going to happen. 
but you're going to take a chance on this person. And then the people just agree with it. That is the only field in which I've learned that in speaking their language, you have you you that's the only time when you don't speak their language and you get them to buy whatever you want them to buy. Every other aspect, you have to speak their language. I just threw that out there just to show the extreme example. You feel what I'm saying? But speak your avatar's language and speak it well and speak it as they speak. So don't use the big words that are tied into it. Like, for example, in my trading course, I don't talk about um, the I don't talk about the advanced shit that I know the knowledge for. Now, nah, I keep it simple. You know, what I mean, when they're like, yo, who's is this a buy or a sell? Is this a short or a long? No, it's heroes and villains, bro. You're in a hero's pocket. You're in a villain's you're in a villain's pocket. When you're in a villain's pocket, it's automatically associated the market's going down. When you're in a hero's pocket, it's, it's associated that the market's going up. Like I don't, I don't try to. I mean, yeah, I could talk all of the the, the rhetoric. Hey, take this, take this long for twenty-seven pips, and no, you, you look, you take this buy, you get, you fuck with the heroes, you go on a buy until you at the recent high, and then you get out. Or you take this villain pocket trend, run it down to the recent low, and then you get out. You feel me? Like things like that, because I've learned how, okay, people want what you have, but if they can't speak the language that you speak, you know, that's going to keep them out. And like I said, when it comes to that professionalism shit, we have created professionalism associated to behavior. So the behavior is, you know, heavy vocabulary. I used to grow up in school and the teachers used to tell me, your profanity is a mark of intelligence. I used to like always be confused. I'm like, yo, I'm very, very intelligent. I cuss like a sailor, but you know. It's like when you cuss because you have a lack of vocabulary. I'm like, I have a very impressive vocabulary and I still cuss like a motherfucker. Like, what the fuck is it? You feel what I'm saying? And I realized that what they were conditioned into was the professional behavior, not the professional skill set. Because as much as much shit as I talk, as much profanity as I use, no one can deny what the fuck I be talking about. You feel me? When I wrote Hitting It Raw, Living a Raw Plant-Based Lifestyle for Life, I catered to the professional skill set, not the behavior. Because I got tired of the behavior being what people are saying, and that's what's keeping them from transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle. You feel what I'm saying? So how I'm talking in this podcast is how I wrote that book. You feel what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are, are intimidated when they hear things. Oh, you got to have the proteins. You got to have the lipids. You got to have the carbohydrates. You got to have these things. You got to know where to get these from. You got to know where to get that from. You have to understand that you have hormones and you have regulators and you have up signals, down signals. You have, they, they start to talk to you all of that shit and you're like, huh? So just change your diet. And at the end of the day, say, just change your diet and eat better. You've been bombarded with all of that shit. And in that conversation, you feel like it's so difficult that you can't do it. So you don't. You feel me? You don't. I've had several people read the book and was like, bro, it's really that easy. Yeah, it's really that easy. It's really that easy because it's not until you know it and understand it. Like I always say, there's four levels to the mind, belief, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. They leave you at a state of belief. And that's why you don't trust it. When you understand some shit, it comes, it comes naturally. You feel me? When I live in Philly, I've helped people transition into the plant-based lifestyle because shout out to my homeboy, Will. Every time we would have a conversation about transitioning to the plant-based lifestyle, he would always say, yo, that makes so much sense. Whenever I had that motherfucker saying that shit, I knew we got it. And then when he finally just came to me, he was like, yo, bro, it's a no-brainer, man. I'm just going to go. I was like, go where? He was like, I just got to do it. He said, bro, it's, it's simple. I know. I know. They make it complex because the, 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 the complexity keeps you bound. You feel me? It keeps you from going there. So it's like that taught me how to speak the language of, my, of the people I'm trying to get to 
speak, a, not only that, speak a language that they thoroughly understand. And in that, put my professional, my professionalism as the skill set, not the behavior. Not the behavior. Because it's the behavior that causes the illusion and the distraction. The behavior is what messes people up. Like when you look at it, the, people hate used car salesmen. Do you know why? Because they bought from professionalism as behavior, not professionalism as a skill set. They sold you fucked up cars. Why? Because they didn't know the car. They knew the dollar and they knew the behavior that they had to have to get you to sell the car. So when I sold a car, you know how hard that shit was? Oh, you're a used salesman. You know, we got to negotiate. We got to do this. I said, there's no negotiation. I knew my shit so front and back that there was no room for nothing. When they came, well, I want my price here. I want my, like, I had this lady leave a bad review on one of my um, sales because she said I made her feel like a stupid woman. Now, how I make you feel by the shit that I show you ain't got nothing to do with me. But I'm not going to get upset with her. I'm not going to get upset at the situation. Not only that, she even brought a man with her because she said, you know how they do with the dealerships and everything like that. So when she came to me, she told me what her problem was. I want a car that's this. I don't want to go over this payment. I don't want to go over this. My, math, my mathematics was already on point. I already done it. You can, every car you finance, for every thousand you finance is about a 20 to $25 payment, $25 a monthly payment. So she's telling me she wants to be here. And I'm like, okay, okay, we're going to move you down a certain car. She wanted a, a Prius, a Toyota Prius. Priuses have several tiers. You have the Prius V um, at the time. I don't know what they got now. You had the Prius V, you had the Prius, um, the base model, and then you had the Prius C, which was the baby one, right? She's telling me she wants good economy, the good fuel economy and all of that shit. Bam, instantly my mind goes to the Prius, right? She's telling me she wants automatic this, automatic that. Okay, cool. So we stepping up. It's going up in price. But then she tells me she doesn't want to pay over this. Oh, baby girl, you got to get a Prius C. You have to get a Prius C. So I showed her all three. And I said, and the Prius, because of the Prius was at the time, it was like 2012, 13. At the time, gas was tripping. So there was no room to budge on that shit. So I'm like, all right. She's like, now let's negotiate price. I said, ma'am, there's no price that you can negotiate with the Prius because of the, I'm telling her all of this shit, right? And she's like, well, okay. So I put her down to the Prius C and I was so transparent with her. I pretty, I showed her. Like on that Prius C, I sold, I only made $100 on that car. Like people be thinking you can bang them over the head, get about three, 4,000. No, because after that car was sold, me as the employee, I only made $100 off of that because there was no extra markup and I had to get her to the price that she wanted. So she didn't know what was going on. So she left the, the review that I made her feel like a stupid woman. You know what I mean? I was like, no, I wasn't trying to make you feel like I gave you what you wanted. So if this is what you asked for and I provided you with what you wanted, who really is the stupid one? This is no shot to her. Or, you know, I don't want the alphabet people coming at me talking about, oh, it's misogyny and all that shit. That's not misogyny. That's, bruh, she added the woman part in there for whatever reason she wanted to. It could have been any motherfucking body. They would probably would have felt stupid after that. Because they said they wanted one thing. They got what they wanted, but they wanted something more. Like, no, the cars don't go like that. Like, you cannot, you cannot, like, and that's, that's a lot of the problem with people. I'm, never mind, I ain't gonna get on that. But the point that I was making was that I spoke her language and I gave her what she asked for. I solved the problem that she presented. Now this goes back into what I had, what I was talking about with, um, in the beginning with marketing. They have to know that they have that problem too. They have to know their problem. If they don't know their problem, it's going to fall. Everything's going to fall down, you know? So... When you know these things, you know who your avatar is, you know what language they speak, and you understand that marketing is about, you know, changing the belief and overcoming the objection and solving the problem for them.
showing them the bridge between solving the problem. You have to get to the point where you acknowledge that you cannot sell without successful marketing. You may have a few buys here and there because sometimes pro some products sell themselves. But the only reason why a product can sell itself is because it's marketed well. See, something that I've learned just from running advertisements online is that the product never really sells itself. The product never really sells itself. It appears to sell itself because it's been given to the right avatar. You dig what I'm saying? It's been given to the right person. So when you define your avatar and you know, like, for example, now, when I go into it deeper, when I'm looking for people who are looking for books on masculinity that are nonfiction catered to the black community, that, let me see, nonfiction catered to the black community, that actually read, that are engaged by, that people that actually buy shit, you feel what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we're trying to sell shit to people who don't buy shit. Like, you feel me? Your avatar has to be fully complete. You feel what I'm saying? So now, when I put that, when I put my book into it now, and especially like who are looking for a change in the understanding of masculinity, when I put my book in front of it, it seems like it sells itself, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It goes to who it was catered to. They were looking to buy something like this. You feel what I'm saying? So now, when we're trying to sell shit without marketing, at, at most, we're just a hustler. You feel what I'm saying? We're, we're just trying to hustle. We're just trying to get something off. You'll be better. It's, 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 it's the equivalent of going to a pawn shop. You feel me? And this is how pawn shops are able, because there's no marketing. A pawn shop works because you're selling shit without marketing. You don't have to market shit. This is why they're able to talk you down off the price. Biggest motherfucker in the game to do this shit is goddamn GameStop. Goddamn GameStop. These motherfuckers, you'll go with a game. You can go with a brand new game fresh out the wrapper. You only played it once. And let's say you bought the game for 60. These motherfuckers say the best I can do is 15. Bitch, what? No, it's a brand new game. Well, it's been open. Best I can do is 15. And then they'll sell that shit for the original price. You feel what I'm saying? The reason why is because when you're selling something without the marketing to it, you have to reduce the price. You have to reduce the price. And now this leads me into the next point about creating value. Creating value. This was something that I did early on. And I had to change my, I had to change my perspective. You know, I knew the shit that I was putting out was potent. I knew it. I knew it. And, you know, I was like, man. You know, and I experienced this at the beginning with um, my Hitting It Raw course. I was like, man, they not. All right, let me just drop the price to get people in. Let me drop price to get the people in so they can spread word of mouth. And that's the battle that a lot of us have as entrepreneurs. That's the battle. It's like, we know we got a dope thing. And we know we got something that solves a major problem. We know it. It's potent. We know the problem that people have is that bridge between the marketing. Now, within the marketing, we have to run it. Do I drop the price? Do I drop the price? Because now you're looking at people. Everybody's telling you shit is too expensive. That was one of the greatest gifts that I ever learned in this world was to look at people and say, it's not too expensive. You just can't afford it. Because you're not going to. You're not going to undermine what I do. You feel what I'm saying? You're not going to undermine what I do, what I can do, and what I will do in the future. You're not going to do that to me. You know what I mean? And we let that happen to us because we don't create value. We try to sell something. We don't create value. We create prices. 
we create prices. And it's easy to fall into that without understanding how the value works because you, we, we're, we're in stores every day. We run to the store, grocery market, whatever the case may be, and all we see are prices. We don't really understand that we're buying this for the value. We're buying this for the, for the, the value that we have. Now, value is price plus experience plus skill set. That's value. Price plus experience plus skill set. You increase that, you increase the value, and you can put whatever price you want to on it. You feel what I'm saying? But you have to see, people have to see what the value is. You feel what I'm saying? And like I said, that was my initial thing. I was like, man, bro, do y'all, my thing was with the course, um, when I, I think when I first started selling the course, I was selling it for $149, you feel me? And I dropped it down to like, I was like letting it go for like $45. I'm like, yo, just, you know, trying to get people in. But I was like, what am I missing? I had never showed the value of what I had. You know what I'm saying? I had gone, I had, I had got my education from med school. I had been studying biology for years. I've been doing all of this. I got a forensic biology degree. I understand genetics. I understand so many different things that went into me understanding how the plant-based life works. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I was selling, but I didn't know how to sell it. I didn't know how to market it. You feel me? And then I was trying to, you know, hey, you want to go plant-based? I've been thinking about it. I want to go plant-based, but it's like this. No, no, no. I had to start my avatar. I had the wrong avatar. My avatar, I tried to make it everybody. You feel what I'm saying? But then when I started to see who's who's there, who's looking to be plant-based, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking for somebody who's on the cusp of being plant-based. If you're not even trying to be plant-based, fuck it. I'm not coming at you for that. No. No, there's no point in, in trying to get, like, even if you do fuck with me, I'm not trying to, I, I've stopped doing that because people, you have to meet people where they see that they have a problem. You feel me? Now, this is not to say eating animals is a problem or, you know what I mean, that automatically fixes, but when people have identified that this is something that I need to change, that's when you can approach them with this shit. It's the levels to the market, right? So when you're creating the value in them, when you're creating the value, as I said, it's about price, experience, plus skill set. That's how you can create the value. You feel me? A lot of the things that I've done now, because I, I started to see, what am I putting into this? That's the first thing you ask yourself, right? What am I putting into this right now? You feel me? Because we're looking at whether or not when, when we're getting ready to market, when we're getting ready to start selling shit. When I'm, I'm going to say marketing because it, it's under the premise that we're just skipping the marketing and we're going to sell it. When we're trying to sell shit, we're selling a price. You feel what I'm saying? We're like, yo, here, this is going for this. Yo, why is it worth that much? Is it really that much? Like, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that much. But why though? Because, man, I'm giving you this, I'm giving you that, I'm giving you that. Again, you have to meet your avatar and speak their language and show them what it is. The people that have enrolled in the course that I, that I, you know, that the courses that I make, I answer every question. I overcome every, like, I come with the MAC-10 when they come with a six shot. You feel me? And I keep shooting afterwards and it's just like, oh, oh, that makes sense. But I create the value. You have to create the value in it. See, here's the thing about creating a value. The, when you create the value, you can increase your prices. When your shit's not selling, you can increase your prices. If your shit doesn't sell, you can increase the prices and never drop back. But people have to see the value in what you're giving them. When they don't know the value, you have to drop your prices to get them to buy it. I've been on both sides of it. 
You feel me? I've been on both sides of it. I've had people enroll in my course who, when they enrolled in the plant-based course, they were like, bro, why did you charge that much? I was like, because everybody be complaining about the prices and shit. Like, you feel me? It's too much. And then the third, and I'm like, I don't want people. They're like, yo, bro, you can, for example, my vegan course, I can easily sell it for $3,000. Off rip. Off rip. That's how much content and quality I put into it, front to back. But my problem was I never told what was in it. Because you have to get to a point where when creating the value, you have to remember what got you into your shit. That's where the value comes from. Why are you doing it? What gives you the power to want to do it? What gives you the ability to say, hey, this is what I'm going to operate with. This is what I'm going to fuck with heavy. This is what I'm going to I'm going to use. You have to learn to create the value. You feel me? When you create the value, there is no competition. Hear me well. When you create the value, there is no competition. You feel what I'm saying? Our biggest thing is like, yo, I got to beat my competition. I got to beat my competition. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give the lowest prices. Nah, flip that shit. Give the greatest value. Fuck giving the lowest prices. Give the greatest value. Yeah, that those, those, those guys and gals and cats and kittens and all of that shit. And they're, they're on that perspective where it's like, yo, um, if I give the better, the best price, if I give the best price and I give the best product, you feel what I'm saying? Case in point, Frank Lucas, you know, I know drugs, whatever. The principles remains the same. When he had blue magic, right? When he had blue magic, they said when he came out, he dropped the price. He had the cheapest prices and the best product. So a lot of people try to do that. Let me have the best product with the cheapest prices, right? But yet, at the same time, once the momentum picked up, he was, now, you had the best price, right? Now you, you show them that you had the greatest value. So you could drop the price, but then now you can control the price and you can raise it up if you want to and the people are going to come for it. People are going to come for it regardless. You feel what I'm saying? One of the biggest takeaways on that shit, when it started to make sense for me, I realized. Now, granted, this is not me saying I'm going to increase the prices of the books. This is just what? I had to come to terms where I understood. This is when I understood the perceived value of what I had wrote. Because so frail, I sell it for $11.99, right? And I'm like, all right, cool. That's decent. You feel me? I get on Amazon, and I frequently had to go through this bullshit-ass cycle where people are selling the used copy for over $100. The highest I've seen so far was... Like 138. I'm like, y'all are selling an 1190 book, 1199 book for $138. Who the f- I'm like, yo, I started to see that's the value. That's what it is to have value. You feel me? That's what it is to have value. The price becomes negligible, it becomes irrelevant, it becomes negligible because. That's how you're going to beat your competition. You're not going to beat your competition with better prices. You're going to beat your competition with better value. You feel what I'm saying? And a different value as well. You feel me? So when it comes to, like, like I deal with people who are in the trading realm. You know, it's like, well, I can go get this trading course for $99. I can go get this trading course for, <clears throat> for um, $75. I can go, it's like, why should I pay that much for yours? They're not going to teach you what I teach you. Not only that, they're going to give you that for 99. 
and then they're going to upsell you for 500. Then they're going to upsell you again for a thousand. By the time you pay all of that shit, you bought my course four times over. Because I'm like, fuck all of that shit. I'm going to give them everything now. I'm going to give them everything now. You feel me? I'm not about the upsell to another, like to keep you. You feel me? The purpose of me teaching people to day trade is to teach them to day trade. The purpose of me teaching people to invest and understand how the markets are moving, how to recharge, is to teach them to do that shit. Not to give them enough to make them stay with me. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't like repeating myself. I don't. So I'd like to try to give something the first time as best as I can. So you get it and leave me alone. You feel what I'm saying? But that comes with the, the, the price. The point that I was making was that when the avatar is focused on price, you have to get them to see the value. That's what marketing is. The marketing, as I said, is changing your beliefs, changing a person's beliefs with the intent to sell. But the mission of that is to get them to stop seeing the price and see the value. You feel me? When you identify your avatar, you know what the fuck they're doing. You know what the fuck they want. You know what problems you have to solve. You know all of these things. You now have to shift the price to the value. The price is irrelevant. Trust me. Price becomes relevant when they see the value in the shit. When they see, bro, you've literally given me all of this. All of this. And this is what you're charging? Then when you start to accumulate the momentum, you can increase the price and you have a base price to start from. You feel me? You have a base price to start from. You know, but you have to figure out the best way to get your avatar, to get your ideal customer. You have to find your ideal customer first. You have to get them to stop seeing the price of what you're offering and see the value. You feel what I'm saying? I remember... When I remember the moment it stopped happening, people just stopped asking me how much SoFrail costed. Cost. I don't know why I said, the hood came out of me when I said costed. My bad. But I forgot how much SoFrail cost. I mean, they, they never asked. Like, we, were, we would be talking. And they'd be like, Dag, how do you? And I wouldn't even be talking about the book. And they'd be like, yo, where'd you get Dag? Masculine. I never really looked at it like that. Where you find this? Uh, I wrote a book. Wait, wait, you wrote a book on this? Yeah, yeah, I wrote a book on it. Yo, you got to let me get that. And then they say, how much is it? And I'm like, yo, it's $11.99. Well, $12 because I don't have a penny. They were like, oh, bet, I'll pay that. It's not even a, you know what I mean? But I noticed that when I first started, it'll be, hey, I have this book. Do you want to buy it? I have this book. Do you want to buy it? And it's like, what's it about? And then it's like, I already shut them down because from the jump, when they do that, they'll ask you how much it costs before they ask you what it's about. They'll say, well, how much does it cost? Oh, it's $11.99. Oh, what it's about. And then now they're trying to see is what it's about that. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, it's that. And I never, I, I, started to, I started to lead with the value. Because in leading with the value, it's like, damn, they engaged. They captivated. I'm just, you know, I'm not even mentioning anything about the book. I'm not mentioning about anything in there. So it's like... I'm not like when I do my webinars or something like that for trading, when I do certain things and people are just listening, it's like, yo, you're just getting information. Where can I get this shit from? My course, me. So now I create the value. I create the value to the point where you don't worry about the price. You don't worry about the price because you understand that the price is going to is in the grand scheme of 
and showing them the value, you show them that the price is going to erase itself in the grand scheme of things. When it's all said and done, this will have paid me back or this would have given me a greater equivalent of what I was trying to get. You feel what I'm saying? So that's the full circle. That's the gamut of it. That's marketing. Before, as an entrepreneur, you understand that you have to solve a problem. And you know that you have to sell something. What's the bridge that, that keeps that from happening? You know, it's easy to sell merch. It's easy to sell t-shirts and all that shit. All you got to do is put a dope design on it. Okay, that's what it is. You feel me? But when you get to the big boy shit, the big girl shit, the, the grown woman, grown man shit, it gets different because it's like, I can no longer sell a price. I can no longer show you a price. I have to get value. I have to market to you. I have to show you why you need this. And then I have to I have to show you that you're making the right choice. And that is done by understanding my avatar, understanding, you know, that I have to show you your problem. And you have to know the problem for yourself too before I can even give you anything. You feel what I'm saying? That's the bridge between, you know, truly that's that's the bridge between the success and entrepreneurship it's marketing it's marketing how well can you market your stuff and in addition to that how well can you market yourself first and don't forget to take a moment to go get your exclusive merchandise from just scenes merch at just scenes each piece is specifically crafted with positive imagery and symbolism from the titles and designs to the descriptions, each style gives you something to feel great about. With everything from hoodies and tees to coffee mugs and tote bags, we have something for the entire family. So be sure to get yours today. Find us on Instagram at Just Scenes Merch and get your merchandise right now. Yeah, and like I'm, 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 I'm gonna try to tie it up there. I'm just gonna end on this last note, but like yeah, marketing yourself—that's the first thing you have to sell. People don't buy your shit, they buy you. You feel me? People don't buy your shit, they buy you. So before you can, you have to be in a position where you're buyable. You are able to have value in the shit. You feel me? You have a perceived value that makes people want you and then they go to wanting the things that you have. But you also have to understand that you have to be able to be multifaceted in the sense that, especially if you're doing multiple shit, if you're doing a lot of different shit, you have to be able to set up your brand to where you don't have to, where you're not locked into one vein. So for me, this is why my brand is about, it's called Just Seen. Because there's like, it's, it's Just Seen, nothing more, nothing less, always more. You feel me? I'm branding that into your head because it's like, I do so many different things. Don't leave me, like, don't leave me in one vein. Oh, you do this too? You do this too? This like, And then it's like I'm able to be in multiple spaces. But in the spaces that I am, I'm able to market the, that extension of myself to that particular avatar. I'm not going to talk to my trading people the way that I talk to my, um, my uh, plant-based people. I'm not going to talk to my plant-based people the way I talk to the masculinity people. I'm not going to talk to the masculinity people the way I talk to the, talk to the merchandise people. I'm not going to talk to the merch people the way I talk to them podcast audience. I'm not going to do that because it's different. It's different because I understood my avatar. I understood what they want to hear, what they need, what they're looking for. You feel what I'm saying? And then I have created the value that makes them return or that makes them want what I have, what to, you know what I mean? And that is about, that is what marketing is. 
If you cannot sell yourself first, you have a lot of inner work that you have to do too. It's about to get a little spiritual on the, on the outro, but you have to do a little inner work too. Because that means you have to now perceive the value within yourself. You feel what I'm saying? You have to perceive the value within yourself and give that to the world. And then as an entrepreneur, you have to come off of that. It's not just about business. It's not just about making money. It's about solving problems and creating value with the solutions that you have. You dig what I'm saying? Eliminate your competition. You don't, you don't beat your competition with better prices. You beat your competition with better value. You feel me? My, my, my course is way more expensive. A lot of my courses are way more expensive than I see a lot of people. Oh, if I just give it for this, then I can upsell for that. Like, I'm not about the upsell. I just want one and done. I'm going to give you all of this shit from the jump. I don't, I don't, I don't have time to play with this shit. Like, I don't have time to play with you. You feel what I'm saying? Because that creates, you know, other shit. You know what I mean? If I'm giving you this, because now I have to think about, well, talk about this. Talk, like, that's why I set things up in these tiers. Free, low ticket, high ticket. That's it. You feel what I'm saying? And I, don't, I talk about different things like the free shit. Okay, cool. This is what you, you're going to get the value still, but you're going to get the value that's free. You're going to get a value that's priced for free. You know? When people, you know, hey, tell me about, about trading. Of course, I'm not going to, like, if you, you know, one thing that I've learned is to meet people where they are, you know, because I always see they're like, ain't nobody going to waste your time more than somebody who ain't going to buy shit. You feel what I'm saying? So both of our times will be wasted if that's the case. And here's what I mean by that. I'm going to give you what the value of what you're paying me for. You want to pay attention? You're going to get the value that is attention based. You feel me? It's simple. But I'm going to give you just enough. To where if you're looking for free, I'm going to give you free 99. I'm going to give you that one bump up to make you say, oh, you know, that's what this has to be. Because you have to perceive the value. You have to show the value. It's like your avatar, that's what they're looking for. They have a problem they don't know how to solve. Your ideal customer, they have a problem they don't know how to solve. You have the problem. I mean, you have the solution to that problem. Can you communicate it effectively to them? Can you help them see what their problem is? Can you be on the same page with them? You feel what I mean? When you can do all of these things, when you can solve their problem, you can identify their problem for you, you can speak their language, you can, you know, show the value in what like they'll buy every time. That's what it is to sell some shit. You know, like I said, don't just put a price on it. And then when, oh, it's not moving today, let me, let me, let me reduce the prices and do like I I give my discounts. I did. I get my discount. Like my trading course right now is running at seventy percent off, with um because we're stuck in quarantine. You feel what I'm saying? Like everybody's money's tight. Like I'm not like that's that's not like I have to consider that shit too. But I gotta eat, so you feel me? But that's not the only thing that I have, which is good in my regard because there's other aspects that have to play into that. But there's levels to all of the different things that I have moving. You feel what I'm saying? But yeah, when you know you have certain deals, hey, I'm gonna give you this discount for this particular thing. It's like when you are able to do that, like, and so that's why it's like so dope because with the value that I've been, I've shown, with the value that I have constantly put out, you know, when I do drop a price, people act on it. They're like, damn, shit, I couldn't get in before. Let me get it now. You feel what I'm saying? 
And I get it because, you know, people got, people have lives, people have kids, people have families that they got to take care of and shit like that. I understand that. I'm not, you know, but when you create that value, they want it. They want it so much that they'll wait for that price to drop. They'll wait for that. And when it does, they will act on it. They will act on it, tell their friends, tell their, yo, hop in on this, bro. Like, let's, let's do this, sis, let's do this. You feel what I'm saying? But that comes from knowing how to truly market, you know? So many times we talk about, you know, the marketing and shit like that. And, you know, a lot of, I've learned that in talking to people about marketing, a lot of people don't know what marketing is. They think marketing is the selling itself. Mm -mm. Marketing is that bridge that just allows you to walk in and say, here, you feel me? I remember I was in, um, I had a speaking engagement in Brooklyn with um, one of my, one of my, uh, my big homies. My big homie, Nikki, she, uh, she threw an event and she invited me to speak in it. And it was like, okay, at the end of the event, people bought my books. Like, they didn't ask the price. Well, they asked when they were, you know, how much do I send? Like, how much do I pay? Like, let me get that book. Let me get that book. You feel what I'm saying? And because the value was there, because they already saw the mind that created it. They saw all of the things that went into it. So when I say, hey, I have a book, shit, and you're talking about this, let me get that. You feel what I'm saying? When I do my trading webinars and people enroll after the webinar is over, it's because the content of the webinar is like, yo, I can learn this on a more advanced level and let me get that. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's the moving pieces of the marketing. You can no longer try to sell to everybody. You have to show who's looking for what you have that you have it. And why it's going to separate you from everybody else. When it comes to, to books on masculinity, I'm in my own league with it. You feel me? Because the difference is between me and a lot of the other books is that I'm not telling, I'm not titling it about masculinity and then in the book telling women hey, men are just like this. You got to adjust and change to us. No, I'm one of the few who are actually saying, hey, men, let's take accountability. And I'm also not one of those who's saying there needs to be some kind of outside force that needs to make you change yourself and all of that. No, it's 100%. I speak on 100% of the accountability of self. The accountability of self of the man, showing how to actually tap into your essence again. It's different. It's different. It's in a whole different, like, I'm solving a different problem. You feel me? Now, this is where it comes dope because, like I said, it's about beating your competition out. I can go into the competition of a, of a act like a lady, think like a man audience and say, here's what I have. As opposed to telling you, women, to think like a man and act like ladies still. No, 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 no. Men, be better. Here's our problem. Here's what's binding us. Now let's fix it and change it. It's a whole different audience. It's a whole different demographic. It's a whole different target. You dig what I'm saying? And that's the space you want to be able to put yourself in to where the value of what you have solves the problem that a person has, overcomes the objection that they have, and you're able to do it efficiently well, but you have to know the person that you're looking at. You feel me? Like I said, when I first started with, with you know, trying to do this shit with social media, I'm like, yeah, bro, I got like... I think at the time I had like 700 followers or shit, 800 followers. So I was like, yeah, bro, I got like 800 followers. Shit, I know, I know they all fuck with my captions. They all fuck with my shit. So it's like, damn, 
my eyes getting big and shit. I'm like, yo, that's like, I can sell that many books now. Nope. Nope. Because it was only the people who bought books. I didn't like, I tried to make my, my, I tried to make my social media platform audience, my avatar. Nah, now. This is something I have to, I'll probably do Entrepreneur's Five when I talk about advertising, but because advertising and marketing still aren't the same thing either. But this was something that I had to learn too, that, you know, you can leverage, you can leverage your, um, your main audiences, which is what I do, to find detailed avatars that fit within that. So you don't have to adjust so much. You feel me? I'm able to now, at a, I'm able now to find through the advertising, I'm able to find people because I've already done the marketing. I'm able to find people who already fuck with my content as a collective and I'm able to pinpoint who does what. I'm able to pinpoint, okay, this person likes clothing, this person buys merch, this person shops on a regular basis. Like, they, okay, cool. Put my shit in front of them. You know, put that shit in front of them. Put merch in front of them. Oh, these people like this. Oh, y'all like to trade? Y'all, y'all trying to learn how to invest in shit? Put that one in front of them. You feel what I'm saying? Or, oh, you're looking to go plant-based and you fuck with the type of content that I exhibit. Okay, bam, put hitting the raw in front of them. You feel me? Oh, you fuck with me all the way around and you like, you're looking at shit on about masculinity. This is all, bam, put that in front of them. Oh, you like listening to podcasts and you like this, bam, put that in front of them. That is where the advertising comes in. The advertising is the next step. The marketing helps you identify your avatar, create the value and all of that shit on how to move through the sale. But the advertising is how to put it in front of the right people. But you need to know that avatar aspect. You need to know how to market that shit. You feel what I'm saying? It is in the marketing that will change your entrepreneur game. It'll change it fully. You feel what I'm saying? You gotta, we, we get so caught into a lot of it is ego. A lot of it is ego. We think, oh, I got this product. Everybody's going to want to know. Only the people that are looking for it are going to want it. Only the people that I'm looking for are going to want it. Everybody else, hmm, they may find it. You feel what I'm saying? Those are going to be secondary and tertiary, you know, um, avatars. They come by way of the people who are looking for it. You feel me? Like I said, when my mind changed with that, like I had to put the pieces together. I didn't know I was doing this. I guess it was subconscious. When I wrote So Frail the Reality of the Black Man Masculinity, I knew to target women. I knew to target women. Because women are, were the ones who kept asking me about masculinity. But I said, I can't write it as, you know, I'm not going to write it as bashing men because we just got to elevate. It's not really, you know what I mean? So I said, hmm, let me get it to women. Because I knew through the title alone, women were going to be the ones to read it. Men were going to be the ones to reject it. You feel what I'm saying? So I said, let me get it to women. Let me break something down. Every woman that I gave it to, you know, it was a hit. And they, they've given it to other men. Like they, they, it's been the women who have put it into the hands of men. And now men are telling other, like now I got to where men are like, yo, bro, read this book, read this, read this. And you know, men are hitting me, yo, bro, I want to chat with you about this. I want to do this. This is how so frail conversations came out of that. Because a lot of the conversations that I'm having, it's like, yo, bro, we do need to talk about that. We do need to have that. You feel what I mean? So now I'm able to more fine tune who's looking for so frail shit. Who's looking for shit related to so frail. You feel what I'm saying? So it's about the marketing aspect of it all. It's like you have to know who you have to identify first, who you have to connect with first. Masculinity was a problem. Women, every day, I would get on social media. But before I published that book, every day, masculinity is so fragile. Masculinity is so frail. 
masculinity this. It was women complaining about masculinity and it was men doing emasculated shit. So I said, hmm, we need to change, but I can't just come and tell men, hey, look, do better. You feel me? But then I also understood that every man isn't going to be built for this shit, which is in addition to why the book was titled that way. Because if you're unable to face the title of a book, you can't face yourself. You feel me? If, 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 like when I tell, like when I was talking to brothers and shit, I'm like, yo, I got this book. So frail of reality, black man masculinity. First thing they would respond with was, oh, my masculinity intact. I'm good. You can't even face the title of a book, so you'll never face yourself. You feel me? Like, I can't, that's something that we have to, I had to come to terms with. They can't even face the title of a book, and yet they want me to realize, they want me to accept that masculine essence. You feel what I'm saying? But you can't face the title of a book. The title of a book, so if you can't face the title of a book, how can you face yourself? You'll read this book, 150 pages, however many is in the motherfucker, and you'll be done. This is an ongoing journey with yourself. You can't face the title of a book. Because it makes you feel a type of way. You'll never uncover the demons and the monsters that are within you. You feel what I'm saying? But that's getting a little too spiritual and shit. I ain't going to go on that side. Um, but yeah, when it comes to this marketing shit, when it comes to your entrepreneurial journey, learn how to market. Learn how to market. Remember, marketing is about changing the belief with the intent to sell. You feel me? Changing the belief with the intent to sell. Show them why they should be buying your shit. You know, or giving you money. We have, we, we, we're we missing some of the fundamental steps in this game. You know, we're missing some of the fundamental steps in this game. This is one of them. Learning how to market. Marketing is very simple. Just learn how to do it. Learn how to master it. Find your, like I said, I'm going to keep reiterating it. Know what problem you're solving. Know who's looking for that problem. And make sure they have identified that problem. That becomes your avatar. Right? Learn how to speak their language. Speak as they speak. You feel me? Not as you know. Speak as they speak. Okay? That gives them the confidence to fuck with you. You feel what I'm saying? And then stop showing prices and provide value. You feel what I'm saying? Show the value of what you have. Show why they need to. Show why this, the value of this solves their problem. I promise you. I can assure you this. They will not ask about the price. They will not ask about the price. Now, what they will do is if they buy and then like say you throw a discount a week and a half later and ship like, damn, I should have just waited a week. They'll do some shit like that. But they will be good because the value has already been perceived. They know that the value of what you have solves their problem. That's what they need to know. All right. So I'm going to end it there. Um, yeah, that was uh, entrepreneurship or entrepreneurs for marketing. Um I want to do another one in due time on advertising. If you like parts one and part two are not in the podcast, they're on my YouTube channel. Um, Entrepreneurs one, Entrepreneurs two. Um, and then on here is three and four. I only switched because I just got tired of editing that shit, bro. The video was getting crazy and it was taking too long to upload and all that shit, bro. It's too much, too much. So I switched over. This is a lot simpler. It's a lot more streamlined. Um, and I don't have to do so much editing. Um, but yeah, um, part one and part two on YouTube, parts three is here, this is part four. The next episode, the next entrepreneur I'm going to do is going to be on advertising. I don't know when. I have to do it when I'm compelled to and when I feel it. But I do know that marketing was something that I really, really needed to discuss because that is, you know, for one, that until I mastered that shit, that was my biggest hiccups. Marketing is what's going to keep you broke. 
Marketing is what's going to allow you to feel like you're not a successful entrepreneur because you don't know how to market. You don't know who you're looking for. You don't know how to get it to the right person. That's what it is to market. That's what it is to market. You feel what I'm saying? It's just like the word market. When you go to any market, what are you going for? You're going for what they have. And when you get in there, you're making sure the quality is right. Let's say you go into a farmer's market. You know that you're going there. You're going to that market because they have the vegetables that you're looking for, right? Now, when you get there, you now have to say, do they have the value that I want? When we look at the shit, I mean, I used to, when I used to go shopping, you know, and get groceries with my grandma and shit, when she used to come down to visit, I always paid attention to how she moved. Whenever she'd be like, this is a good buy. Or she would say, nah, this ain't a good buy. I will always listen to that. And I used to ask her, grandma, what makes that a good buy? She was like, well, when you look at the sides, it, like she would actually show me what value was. She was like, I'm not paying for that. No. She said, that is entirely too expensive for that. And you ain't getting nothing out of it. And I didn't even know what I was internalizing at that age. But I started to see, you know, the value. My mama, too. Like she would always say, when you go somewhere, look at this. Like, and then my grandma, she had this motto that she also said. She would say, no matter how much money you make, you can always feed your family. And I understood, I'm starting to understand that she knew the difference between price and value because she would always get value deals. She always knew how to shop for value. She always knew how to go for value. And like I said, sitting, you know, at her feet, although we were walking in the grocery store, but sitting at her feet, sitting at my mother's feet and watching how it was passed down, I started to look at value early on. It's like, oh, nah, that shit don't make sense, bro. To where when I started, I started my entrepreneur journey when I was in the eighth grade. You know, statutes of limitations and, you know, other shit. But I used to sell CDs. You feel what I'm saying? Everybody in the school used to, yo, I sell you a mixed CD for $5. Okay. I went to Walmart one day. And i I never forget, I bought a 10-pack of Memorex CDs for $3.64. I said, blank CDs, $3.64? I said, and everybody is selling their CDs, their mixed CDs for $5. I said, well, I'm about to kill them. I started selling mixed CDs for $2 and I started selling albums for five. Still don't like a motherfucker. Didn't know shit about piracy and none of that shit. But I just knew I had LimeWire and BearShare and I had a CD burner. I killed the competition because everybody would be like, oh, you selling mixed CDs for $2? I was like, yeah, just make me a list. And at the time, we're in like six, we're in the seventh or eighth grade. So everybody's listening to the same shit. Everybody makes their list off BET's 106 apart. You feel me? Top 10 and then add a couple more. And then some people are like, I want the same CD you just burned such and such. That shit's already a playlist. So I paid $364 for 10 CDs and I was selling this, the mixed CDs for $2. That's already a dub. I'm making 17 profit. Well, 16 profit, you know, tax and shit. So I'm already making 16 profit, right? Now, when they say they want the albums, I'm selling the albums for five. I'm giving you the full album for $5. You feel what I'm saying? Banging them over the head. I killed my whole competition. Everybody else stopped selling CDs and came to me. And then I had a big homie tell me, he said, boy, you better stop selling the motherfucking CDs before you go to jail. I said, for what? He said, that's still in bro's called piracy. I said, oh, shit, let me, let me get out of this game. But I remember going to school, no money, right? Eighth grade, I would go to school, no money and shit, leave $30, $40. As an eighth grader, a day? Shit, that's good fucking money. That's good fucking money. I ain't do shit but blow it. Like, you feel me? But that's good fucking money. In the eighth grade, but I already knew that hustle. I was like, oh, I killed the competition because my value was better. I didn't drop my prices. 
I just gave a better value for a different price. You feel what I'm saying? Because the, the, the standard was still $5. You feel me? Everybody was selling CD for $5. I was selling albums for $5. I'm going to give you the whole album. Now, granted, you might have a few DJ such and such, you know, mixtap.com. You might hear that shit in there, but you're going to get the album. <laughs> you're going to get the motherfucking album, bro. <laughs> and like I said, I was selling the mix CDs for $2 because I understood the, 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 the point of value. And then I understood, you know, the avatar, like in my age, and now I finally put it all together. These are the little nuggets that I had experienced in my life. Now I finally merged them all together and said, oh, that's what the fuck marketing is. I knew who to sell to. I knew what problem they had. I knew how to solve that motherfucking problem. And then I increased the value for what I had. And they gave me whatever. They, they honored whatever price I said. You feel me? You know, but that's, you know, statutes of limitations. Y'all can't do shit to me now. Anywho. Um. Yeah, that's 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 the that's marketing. That's a missing piece that we gotta have as entrepreneurs, as as black entrepreneurs. A lot of these things we're 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 are, are we're figuring them out now as we go because we don't necessarily have a lot of that that free game. You know what I mean? We don't have that, you know, connection. So like we hear, like I said, we hear these words and we we hear these different things. Oh, I gotta learn how to market. All right, so what is it? What are you gonna be looking for? You feel me? And then you're going to go to people who are going to do certain shit. Like, you know, just learn that shit. It's, it's the simple principle to understand in marketing. You have to understand the problem that the person has. You have to know that you have to be able to solve the problem. And they have to know that the, they have to know that they have the problem. You feel what I'm saying? You have, like, I use, for that example, I use the example of uh, Vegeta and Goku. When finding out if a motherfucker knows the problem, Vegeta... This is this crazy shit, but like Goku would always know if he's outclassed. Vegeta didn't give a fuck if he was outclassed. He always said he's the prince of all saints. He would get washed the whole fucking episode because he's in denial to the fact that he's outclassed. He's in denial to the fact of what the problem is. Goku would see the problem and say, oh, no, I got to get stronger, bro. This ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. Vegeta's like, no, I just got to keep telling you that I'm stronger than you and eventually I'll be that shit. No. So you have to be able to find people. When you find it, make sure they know they have the problem. Because you can become insulting when you're trying to tell them that they have a problem that's, that they haven't recognized yet. Okay? So I'm going to quick recap one more time, then I'm going to head it out. You know, solve the problem. Entrepreneurship is about solving problems, right? You know what the problem is. You know who has the problem. And you know that they know they have a problem. Okay? Then you're able to find the avatar within that and speak the language. So your ideal customer, you speak their language. Not the language of your shit. You speak the language they're able to understand, they're able to comprehend. You don't use the big words and the rhetoric that is there because that keeps them away. You feel what I'm saying? Then you don't sell anything. You create the, the you, you, yeah, you do sell. That's at the end though. Never mind. But you don't price your shit. You show your value of the shit and then you tell them how much it costs. You feel what I'm saying? And you then sell them the game. And always remember, that in the value pocket, when you're increasing the value, make sure you have you're able to clarify everything that you have because a confused mind will always say no. If they are unable to figure the shit out, they are unable to see the clarity in it, they're gonna say no. All right. So <clears throat> with that being said, I'm gonna leave y'all with that. Um be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore seen underscore. Be sure to check out my website and all things that are just seen at iamjustseen.com. Um, much appreciation to everybody who tips, donates, or sponsors. If you would like to, please just click the description in your podcast. Tips and donations are fine. Cash at PayPal. They all work and they all are in your description. 
Um, as always, go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And I'll see y'all on the next one. When um, Entrepreneurs 5 advertising is coming out, I'm not really sure because I got to do these when I feel them. But it'll be something a little bit deeper and shit too. But anyway, make sure your babies eat their vegetables. You know, love on them, kiss on them, hug on them, and make sure they feel loved. And as always, I see y'all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.